0: Welcome to the Understanding Society podcast series. In today's podcast, Age UK researcher Marcus Green explains how the charity has used Understanding Society to look at whether and why older people are online and able to make use of digital technology.
1: To be digitally included is to have access and also have the skill sets, at least at the basic level, to be able to engage with the broader sense of technology and the medium of communication through technological channels. People being able to use sort of their PCs or laptops, but right through to being able to use smartphones, other video and technology devices. So, in terms of what we then mean by inclusion, are we seeing people who have, particularly in later life, access the internet? let's say, through a terminal such as a computer or perhaps a portable device and then to what level of frequency. In later life we are interested in people who have within the last three months used the internet so we have a much more specific remit within digital which is to look at internet access.
0: Talk us through some of the context to this issue then, the background to this particular report, what you were looking at and why.
1: We were at the time working very closely with our digital inclusion team in services and their remit is to support projects and community-based projects that look to encourage older people to come online and a lot of that is understanding why people don't engage, to be able to offer the correct hooks, the correct incentives, the accessibility, the best opportunities to engage and we do this through our local partners so our local partners along with our digital inclusion team came to us and said we need to know a lot more about who is most likely to be offline, how can we find them and then importantly what are the driving factors, what is it that is more likely to mean that someone who is older is also likely to be offline. And all of this information would help both our brand partners to target their opportunities that they offer locally, such as they have basic computer skills classes. And it's understanding who is more likely to need those classes, which helps them target with any of their advertisements, their marketing activity around what the classes offer and who they are actually targeted towards.
0: Presumably for an organisation like yours, this, sort of information might also be helpful to your fundraising team?
1: The more information and the more evidence and intelligence you have around a particular area, the stronger the bid is likely to be. So with that in mind, the more that we can provide our fundraising colleagues on this, the better chance they have of winning bids to run local intervention projects for older people.
0: So on that note then, how did you approach the issue? You clearly wanted to get a picture that was UK-wide. Where did you get your information from? What data sources did you use?
1: We started with the Office for National Statistics and they have, a survey called the Labour Force Survey, and in there there's a question on when was the last time you used the internet and have you ever used the internet. However, there is still an issue with the representability of the sample for later age groups because it's an employment oriented survey. So, when we're looking for healthy numbers of people in the sort of 80 to 85 plus older age groups, sometimes the LFS can limit us in what we can say about those older age groups. The ONS also run a survey or a module as part of of their ONS Omnibus series, which is called the Internet Access Module. And that has some fairly detailed questions around not only sort of when did you last use the internet, but where? And if you don't use the internet, why do you not use the internet? And then our interest was in could we find lots of information to be able to build up profiles of online versus non-users or offline older people? And the obvious candidate for this was understanding society. And for quite a number of reasons, it is it has a UK-wide representation, which is very preferable for us. So we started with that. It also has a very healthy sample size, and it has an incredibly good selection of questions, of which you can derive all sorts of information and profiles of people.
0: Could you give us a couple of examples of the sorts of questions that were particularly of use to you?
1: We wanted to explore certain indicators, such as your basic socio-demographic factors, which would be your age, sex, ethnicity. And then beyond that, we wanted to get to the financial and health domains. So there is data on income, also social class, education level, most recent or last job, and the literature in parts had picked up different factors as potentially being important in actually understanding digital exclusion in later life. We'd almost put together a shopping list from the literature and the beauty of using understanding society is so that you're never disappointed.
0: So how did you go about using it?
1: We were able to start to try and quantify the risk of being digitally excluded using regression analyses with the understanding society data and really Once we had that, it flowed on quite nicely from the initial UK prevalence level data that we got from the ONS giving us a far more rich picture of what are the factors that are interplaying with digital inclusion and exclusion at the UK wide level.
0: It's an incredibly detailed report. We can't cover all of it. But what would you say some of the key things to, to come out work.
1: Those in the older old age groups were far more likely to be offline than those who were in the younger old age groups. And we were seeing some fairly high odds ratios comparing that. So for example, those who were age 75 plus, they were over five times more likely to be offline than someone who was aged 55 to 64 or in and around retirement age. And actually it was that analysis in the first place and the understanding of how visual exclusion and prevalence increases dramatically with age that helped us define what the target population was. So in looking at a very simple almost plot of age by digital exclusion, we we're able to see that actually at age is fifty five, sort of sixty years of age plus. There was a suddenly a real pick up in exclusion so that made us realize that well we probably want to be focusing on at least that older group if not people in and around that age as well
0: you also looked at the way that households were made up and whether that influenced whether people were on or offline
1: for those who were living on their own were almost twice as likely to be offline than those who lived with at least another person we saw very clear relationships between digital exclusion and health and also income so for example those who were in better health were more likely to be online and And that's a very useful piece of information for us because we're trying to understand what are the reasons for the exclusion. Is it not just an attitudinal? Is it also a means? And is there a capability issue? For some people who are older, is the technology not accessible? Do they have particular health and mobility concerns that actually are acting as a barrier to them engaging with technology and particularly Internet use and access?
0: What about the very basic question of being able to afford things like the Internet and these latest digital technologies?
1: So what we see there is a fairly obvious gradient with lower income, and Dunstan Society has monthly income figures. Those who have much lower monthly incomes were, in some instances, seven to eight times more likely to be offline than someone who had a healthier monthly income. For example, if the monthly income was between 250 to £449, pounds, those individuals were eight times more likely to be offline than somebody whose income was of £3,000 a month or more. So we are finding very significant factors thanks to the data in understanding society that's helping us to at least understand what are the significant associations with our internet access dependent outcome of interest.
0: This information is clearly going to be of use to Age UK in targeting its services more effectively, but how might it help policy makers, especially as we move towards an era of digital by default in which people are going to be expected to access the majority of public services online and where doing that offline may soon not be an option.
1: This phasing is now occurring as we speak and we've got many government transactional services such as being able to apply for certain benefits or perhaps we're talking about interactions with the council such as your council tax and the group that are most likely to be left behind are those who are older as we know that the offline prevalence is highest amongst the older age groups. So with that in mind, the idea was to awareness raise around the issue and say look, there are a lot of people who are offline um, and older ages what sort of support will there be for older people to be able to transact with the governments. And especially if we're talking about completely switching offline channels off, then what options are there for those who otherwise will be left behind?
0: Now, your report concludes by saying that there are still gaps in the evidence base. And it's important that policy is based on the clear and available evidence. You talked about the future in terms of longitudinal research. Is that where you'd like to see things going from here forward? And indeed, do you have immediate plans to to continue to look at this and perhaps also to use Understanding Society? again.
1: Now I know that wave three I believe is now available and I did have a quick look and it seems that there's another question again on internet use which is fantastic news for us. What would be very interesting now for us is to consider a more holistic approach and that would be to look at what combination of factors, are there multiple risks can we look to for example undertake a cluster analysis where we actually segment older people understand is there an escalating risk based on a whole host of factors and if we can build a picture and a profile that's rich enough you really are probably able to start to derive a typology of the offline population and that means you're really able to understand the characteristics of them. This information is only the start of what should really be more mixed methods approaches. Can we then use that as a recruitment strategy to speak to older people who satisfy that criteria and understand better what their feelings and perceptions are of technology, internet, do they think there are benefits? If so, especially and they're still not engaging, why it is that they're not engaging. We have a number of ideas and I think really understanding society based on its track record and how we've used it and also how we've used it in other piece of the work as well would certainly be one of the first data sources that we would look to interrogate.
0: Age UK's Digital Inclusion Evidence Review is available on the Age UK website at www.ageuk.org.uk